Yo. Wow. Um, so guys, Life Tips Podcast is currently sitting at 50% in the UK and the Philippines. We're all we've been at 99% listening in the U.S. for quite some time, but we've gotten to 50% in the U.K. and in the Philippines. So if you live in the Philippines and you're listening to this podcast right now, or you live in the U.K., thank you, thank you, thank you. Big shout out to the international listeners. I know I don't shout out the international listeners as much as I should, but I Really appreciate you guys. This means a lot to me. So I really hope that someone out there is listening in, taking notes. And um, yeah, I'm excited. So again, thank you so, so much for listening in to every episode, for tuning in, and for making this podcast big in your country, and for sharing it with people that you know i promise that this experience will be life-changing and that you will not be disappointed with this show Spotify, Google, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Good Pods, Overcast, Breaker and Listen Notes, Castro, Stitcher, Castbox, Pandora, TuneIn, 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 Amazon Music, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, and iHeartRadio. That's where you can listen in to life tips. That's where you can listen in to life tips. Everywhere that you get your podcasts. Everywhere that you get your podcasts. Hey, we everywhere. Hey, we everywhere. Hey. We everywhere. Listen everywhere. Listen everywhere. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker.
Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Relationship improvement with advice and tips for becoming a better you. On this show, each episode is unique to what you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. You see, the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I can help you master yesterday's mistakes to create a better tomorrow. Let's get started. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you new to life tips? Well, then, welcome aboard. Do me a favor and hit that follow button, subscribe button, however it's worded, and follow the show so that you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. You'll join the numerous amounts of people who download the show each day and add it to their everyday lives. Now, if you're a current or faithful listener of the show who has been with us since day one, welcome back. I hope to continue leading you in the right direction, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the show as per usual. Thank you so much. This has been Nate, the host of Life Tips Podcast, just greeting you, and yeah. All right, then. Let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Really quickly, before we start the show, I just wanted you to know that your support means everything, not just monetarily, but also your words. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to go on to Apple, find Life Tips Podcast, and write a review. And also leave a five-star rating. Because you know I'm trying to get up there with the top dogs in the Apple Podcast world. Same thing with Spotify and Google Go look us up on those platforms too. Blow us up and let people know how important listening to Life Tips podcast means to you. That way, the higher up we go, the more downloads we'll get from the virtual community. So yeah, y'all, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get into the episode. an episode for you today. Life Tips is partnering with another podcast. Conversating with Carmen and Christina is a podcast hosted by two screenwriters 
with a lot to say. Listen as Carmen and Christina tell you all about what to expect when you tune in to their fun new podcast. Carmen Bree, MFA, UT Austin, Independent Film, WBTV Workshop Finalist, Athena Film Fest TV Fellow, Finalist, WBTV Workshop Finalist, excuse me, former bioengineer, and more. And then as for Christina Sullivan, she's an actor, writer, producer, award-winning independent filmmaker, creating the life of my dreams one day at a time. So let's invite Carmen and Christina on to Life Tips Podcast for the first time ever. Alrighty, this is probably going to be one of my favorite guest appearance podcast episodes for season 15. I forgot to make that change, so uh, I'll do that in one second after after we get to the commercial break, but... Season 15, episode 294. This episode is called Choose Wisely, featuring Carmen and Chris. And I've already done the bios. You don't need to, you know, go back over that. So for the time being, I'm going to stop talking and introduce you all to Carmen and Chris from Conversating with Carmen and Chris, the podcast. Hey, ladies, what's up? Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for having us. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited. I'm doing great. I'm excited. And this is going to be fun. So we're going to have fun and we're going to be serious. But the serious stuff is later, y'all. So just bear with us while we get through all 10 of these questions. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, before we get into all the fun stuff, just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, you know, your your backgrounds, where you came from uh, educationally, professionally, and then how you two ended up meeting each other, and, and we'll go from there. So, I guess we'll start with Carmen, and then we can move on to Chris. All right. Uh, so, long story short, uh, I was an engineer originally. I worked for the Army for about 12 years. Um, and I have been <laughs> a writer all this time. I started out writing short stories, but I always wanted to get into uh, film and TV. And so I went back, I got a second degree in, in film, and then ended up going to get my MFA in screenwriting from UT Austin. And so that is what I do now. I've been working at you know, writing on film, um, writing other audio product uh, projects, and I also teach adult uh, screenwriting uh, classes at UT Austin now. And so I was really fortunate to meet Christina 
through this uh, entertainment class uh, that we took, the Entertainment Business School, which, which was a really great uh, experience. But she was in my group, and so we ended up putting our heads together and deciding that we wanted to continue working together and do a podcast. And I'm going to let you talk now, Chris. <laughs> okay, so my name is Christina, and I'm an actor, writer, producer. I've been doing that for many years. I've done short films, I've done web series, a lot of independent productions mostly. And um, education-wise, I have my high school diploma. Uh, <laughs> I also I have an associate's degree in theater arts with a certificate in theatrical performance. And uh, yeah, like Carmen said, we met at the Entertainment Business School. And it's interesting because the teacher actually like, split people up into like small groups of two or three and mm -hmm. I think it was actually the teacher of that class that that chose to put me and Carmen together and it turned out it was a good match because um, we stayed in touch ever since and um, the teacher also recommended like hey you know doing a podcast would be a great idea so Carmen and I were like hey let's do one and then the first one we did is called Sister Chiefs Dissecting Grey's Anatomy, and yes. we're still releasing new episodes on that because Grey's is still releasing new episodes, so so are we. So we do that, talking about one of our favorite shows, and then we also have conversating with Carmen and Chris where we talk about anything we want to talk about. Right, and it's mostly media-focused movies, mm -hmm. uh, TV shows, uh, but we're starting to expand and just kind of get into what else, whatever else we want to talk to, whatever other conversations that we find interesting. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow. So, ah, Carmen and Chris. Wow. Um, first of all, th thank you, Carmen, for your service. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I, I just worked for the Army. I was a civilian. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. Everybody always says that. I'm like, well, wait, no, no, no. Let me, let me correct it. <laughs> I was an Army brat, and I was a civilian, but I never, I, I never wore a uniform. I never served, so... Yeah. Well, thank you for helping the military. Yes, thank you for helping them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Woo! We'll, we'll go with that. Yes. <laughs> and um, when I saw when I when I when I did my research and found out that Christina was an actress, I was like, whoa. So uh, she probably was in something related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe at some point. So I'm like, yeah. She's an actress. She's probably like up there with all the famous people. And I was like, and then she read her, she kind of reread her bio. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, mm, she's a different type of actress. Okay. Got that wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe one of these days I'll be in a whole bunch of like really big name, big budget things. But okay. And I, I, I would love to have any big wonderful opportunity somebody offers me but i would prefer a dc over marvel hmm. yeah and you said that, you thought she was in marvel i was like you clearly didn't really uh, research christina because this is a dc girl right here right yeah exactly but you will take a marvel check though yes i will take a marvel check hmm. but i am a dc girl at heart i i have a huge love for dc comics yeah we'll we'll get to that in in a few minutes because uh I put that. I specifically put that in there as two as two extras. That's not in the list that I sent them, but it's in there as two extras, just because I figured we were going to talk about this at some Ooh. point. So, are you a Marvel guy? No, I'm not. I oh, just 
I just threw that out there. No, no, I just threw that out there just as like, yeah. Because uh, when I think of actors and actresses, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, the, the red carpets and the movie premieres and Creed 3. And it's like, oh, cool. She was in Creed. Yay. How did it go? So, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, all, all of that. In, in the future, I'll get all those opportunities and I'll be in movies of that type. Um, yeah, that's let, let's put it out there from 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 my lips to God's ears. All of that will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll say hopefully, we'll say it is forthcoming. It will happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, manifestation in, in, indeed. So now we're gonna get into the fun stuff, and I believe I split this up. So let me uh. Let me go on Twitter real quick just to see uh, what this actually looks like. Ah, yes. Okay. So I did kind of follow the script almost um, after – I only flipped it after Bridgerton, I believe, because or The Bachelor, actually. Um, there's, one top, there's one topic in the list that – we'll just briefly mention just because they canceled the show and I was not happy about that because I was like, no, but, um, that's, uh, that's later. So for now, let's get into the entertainment world that we all know and love. And as you all probably are hip to by now, Carmen and Christina's podcast is a great place where they discuss, TV and film mostly. So this entire episode is dedicated to TV and film. So it's a mix of TV and a mix of film put together. And since I watch a lot of TV and film, I decided to glean from my own watching database and pull out some interesting topics to talk about with these wonderful ladies. Starting with Bridgerton and and the and the ton and Lady Whistledown. She's probably listening to this right now. Um, we we love you. We love you, Lady Whistledown. Um, keep putting out stuff because it's all it's always juicy. Um, so the first uh, question is pretty basic. It just says, "What did you like the most about Bridgerton season one and season two? And are you excited for season three? Y'all already know I'm excited for season three because I want to see what's going to happen with Penelope and her love life because she's apparently the the main focus uh, of next season. So it's going to be Penelope and Colin's love story in the in the Bridgerton saga, but um. I will briefly say that the Duke of Hastings and Daphne were like the the highlight of season one. And then Canthony in season two. It was that was weird because you went after the sis you went after the sister first, then you switched to the other sister right at the end of the at the, the end of the season. And I'm just like Bro, because when it happened, I was like, 
when it happened and I was like, and he was going after the other sister, I'm like, dude, if you're getting caught with her sister at the randomest times and then y'all fall in love, this is not going to end well because her heart's going to be like, what the heck did I just get myself into? So anyway, I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm going to let the, the guests share their thoughts on, on the Bridgerton series. Oh, it really doesn't okay. matter who goes first. Okay, so Bridgerton. I don't really like Bridgerton. Now, there are some things about it I like. Like, I, I like the music when, like, they kind of rework modern songs that I like to, with, like, those instrumental, like, mm-hmm. it's back in the day, and they're, like, dancing along to, like, you know. Yeah, they mix it with classical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it's really cool. So I enjoy that. And I really like seeing all the different types of people together, black, brown, white, everybody's together. And it's not like, oh, the white people are the masters and the black people are the slaves. It's like, no, everybody is just like all fancy with their beautiful clothes. Like, I love the style of the hair, the makeup, the clothes, the buildings and like the scenery and how everything is set up with the architecture. All that's cool. Um, And I did watch a teeny tiny little bit. Um, but I did not like it to like watch all of the episodes. I, I tried, I tried, and she just was not, you know. Meanwhile, she had listened to me wax philosophic about the show because I absolutely love so much about this, and so it's actually kind of up my alley in terms of what I write, like these kind of historical dramas mm-hmm. or you know dramas that are you know based in different periods of history. So, and especially ones that center on um, black people, people of color, because. Mm-hmm. We have been, we have existed in real life in every place, in every time period, but you would, you would never know that. So even though this is fictional, I love seeing this. First thing I will say, the one person that I love more than my favorite person, actually two favorite people, uh, Lady Danbury, but the boxer, you don't see him too much, but he's fine. And I was happy to see him in season two. And I hope they find a reason to keep stringing him on the season three. I, he doesn't have to do anything. Just just put him on, on screen once every once in a while. I love him. But yes, I absolutely uh, I absolutely love and adore that show. Okay. So between Anthony and uh, the first couple, Daphne and, the, and, and Hastings, who did you like better? Ooh. Ooh. It, I've got to go with the Duke. And Daphne, it was so they were so ste- they were steamy the whole season. And then Anthony was just like, "What are you doing, bro?" Like <laughs> the younger sister, the younger sister, bro, really, like really, really. And then the older sister came into the mix. It was the it was the time where they were in his study at night that really had sent off alarm bells in my head. I was like, yep, this is not going to end well. So, yeah. <laughs> I understand. So what I will say is, like, I think that the sister, Edwina, like, the, having the two of them in the mix definitely made things messy. Although I understand what Kate was trying to do. She was trying to make sure her sister was taken care of. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. When it came to the Duke and Daphne, sometimes they were okay. The problem is, is that Simon or Regine, Regagion Page. Him, yes. He looks like a whole grown man. And Daphne sometimes looks like a little girl. 
And so it was a little more comfortable, not like mm. an actual child. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas with Anthony, Kate is a grown woman. Mm. And mm -hmm. I felt that she and uh, she and Anthony had such great chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I loved, like, and they just kind of sizzled. Mm -hmm. And I loved seeing this grown woman, this grown brown skin woman on the screen, you know, kind of getting hers. And telling him about himself because Anthony needed to be told about himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before we get into season three, um, I do want to throw this out there. Now we're not going to, we're not going to like completely tell y'all everything about these ladies. But um, I asked this before with a with someone else and it was interesting to hear their answer and i'm just like okay let me find out what let me find out what these two would would have to say um so obviously with bridgerton the main key uh aspect of the show is the times and uh what's it called um the season there we go the season and so it's like okay perfect question for carbon and chris um would you rather would you rather have the freedom to choose who you date mingle with etc cetera, etc cetera, or like now in our modern day times or would you you know, would you be able to handle, you know, living in those olden day England times with the dresses? Because Carmen and Chris are, are women. So if we were in that time frame, you know, they would definitely, they would either be the ones marrying their kids off, or they would be in a position where they would be having to get married off themselves by their own moms, because that's the premise of the the century time frame that Bridgerton is in. So I'm like, I want to hear their answers to this. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> well, I, I think I would love it. I would love to, to wear the beautiful dresses and I would love to have my family set me up with somebody because I'm single and I've been trying to get a man on my own, but that ain't working. I There, there ain't nobody so if I had a little help and somebody was setting me up, I think that would be very helpful. I think I'm kind of in the middle and I, and I know I'm not supposed to be in the middle, but it was funny because I was talk, talking about my sister the other day about the concept of arranged marriages that mm -hmm. some cultures still participate in. Right. And I think that when you have the freedom to kind of pick and choose within this arranged marriage, which you have, a system or community that's helping match you with people and also vetting those people. I think there's a benefit to that, which, you know, obviously the time provides. Mm -hmm. The problem with you know, saying that, yeah, it would be fine in that time period is uh, the fact that marriage in those times were so high stakes. Mm -hmm. If you did not make a good match, you were going to be broke or you're dependent upon the mercy of your brothers, if you had any, mm -hmm. uh, your father until he passed, you know, whatever the case may be, you didn't have anything of your own. 
So because it's so high stakes, um, and all the men were not good men, as I think we've seen from some of the guys on the show, and you're just kind of stuck with it. Uh, so if you could be assured of having a good match of somebody who is going to, you know, treat you well and, you know, take care of me in the style in which I would like to become accustomed. Uh, yeah, sure. You go back to Bridgerton's fine. That's very much an odd answer. <laughs> oh, y'all good. Y'all are good. This is, uh, this is, this is really good. Which, like for example, that, that mm -hmm. reality they had that, that we watched, yeah. um, like, like that's something I would love to go on because you had the Bridgerton style dresses, you had all Ah, the yeah, see, they came to D.C. Mm -hmm. Oh, did they? Yeah, they came, they, oh, they came to D.C. They came to D.C. because they, I was, I was like, yo, they're in D.C., who can I go with? And then I was like, yeah. To meet the first of all, the queen was there. The queen was actually there. The actress that plays the queen in Bridgerton was actually there, and I'm like, "Yo, that's nice." And I'm just like, "I'm also gonna say that this is gonna sound really, really. It's gonna sound bad, and I hope that I hope that y'all out there in Britain don't." like slander me on social media for saying this but um um the queen from bridgerton is just awesome i wish she could be the queen in real life no offense to the royal family and rest in peace the queen because that that was all over the news like last year when she uh passed but oh, yeah, no, you, couldn't you couldn't escape that but yeah um, if the Royals from Bridgerton were like, if we could just trans transfer the Royals from Bridgerton into our time frame, yeah, because the royal family, um, <clears throat> yeah, can you imagine how messy it would be? Oh, god, could you imagine a lady that's down like newsletter in like these times? I can. I can. <laughs> I can. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, no, there's too much secu there's too much security uh involved in our modern in our modern day times. You'd probably get arrested for that. <laughs> anyway, which move which moves us on to the next right and get sued, yes. Um yeah, yeah so ugh. um but hey, at least we have at least we have the at least we have Meghan Markle and Prince Harry to, 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 to get us through and help us with that. Cause I mean, if you think about it, his book was kind of like a lady whistle down newsletter of its own. Cause he True. spilled a lot of tea. Yeah. Their Netflix documentary was, was tea. And we're not going to get into that. Cause we could, we could go down a whole th rabbit hole of stuff entertainment wise, but we'd be here for hours recording a five hour long podcast. And we don't have time for that. So we've got to move forward. But the next thing that I thought about on the, which is on the list and act and actually a part of like my watch history in terms of TV and film, it's actually like a family thing. So um, it's basically under the umbrella of reality, t reality TV, reality TV dating. And 
Oh, man. For as long as I can remember, it was me, my dad, and my sister. We would watch, you know, a variety of different shows, but we mainly watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette almost every season. Not every season, but almost every season. And it was just, it was hilarious watching it with them because they, their reactions to different things, like... Yeah, their reactions to different things is so funny. Like, watching stuff with them is great. Um, but over time, through other people, I've got hip to different shows, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just starting off with The Bachelor, for those of you all who are not watching reality TV, The Bachelor is produced by ABC. And it's pretty much just a show where you get one, you pick one guy to go to this paradise place with you know 30 different women and he's got to pick between them throughout an entire season and uh it's not my favorite it's not my favorite just because um there's not as much there's not as much actual like entertainment value in it. It's right. dry. Whereas, you know, with The Bachelorette, because we're just, it's the same show, it's the same concept, same show concept, but it's flipped. The Bachelor, one guy, 30 different women. The Bachelorette, one woman, 30 different dudes. And The Bachelorette is more entertainment value just because the men the men fighting over one woman is the the things they come up with the the schemes the 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 wildness of the house as the season progresses it's a tad bit more entertaining than the ladies on the bachelor just my opinion, but um, yeah. Uh, so that's why I chose The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. It's kind of like a family tie-in to the the, the the TV world, and it kind of piggybacks very well off of Bridgerton, coming back into modern-day dating times. So uh, what are y'all what are y'all's thoughts on it like I definitely want to hear this if in the event that like you actually care for it <laughs> Chris this is your time to shine well now I would definitely love to go on a show like that for sure okay um but here's the thing the first one of those shows that I watched was the one with Matt James the, the first bachelor, bachelor. Mm-hmm. now prior to him, I couldn't care less about any of the Bachelor, Bachelorette shows because I just had zero interest. But then as soon as I saw Matt James's handsome face, I watched. I thought he was very good and I watched. And then since then, I have been watching Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor, Bachelors in Paradise. Uh-huh. Now, the Paradise one I prefer over the Bachelor and Bachelorette because the one where it's like, okay, one person with like 30 people fighting over them, like, I just think it's like, okay, you have, like, a, a, like what is this? Like, you have a, a man in his harem of, of 
women or you know the, the woman or the harem of the men and mm-hmm. it's just weird and unnatural and all these people are like fighting but with the paradise one there's still fights but at least you have a pretty even number of men and women and like potentially everybody could have a match but mm-hmm. with the bachelor and bachelorette it's like reality only one of these one out of 30 of these people is going to have somebody at the end of this the rest of y'all are going to go home single and so um that's why i do prefer that concept better than bachelor and bachelorette um but really out of all the the dating um reality shows my favorite one is love is blind we'll get to that later y'all we really will i promise <laughs> yeah i think for me so the only episode i've ever seen bachelor or bachelorette is the one that christina and i watched um for our podcast on this, I think it's the most recent season with the two girls for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it seems sweet and it seems fun. Um, I don't really watch a lot of dating reality shows. Um, there, I did watch a bit of the courtship, the Bridgerton Steve one. Mm-hmm. I did watch one that my sister turned me on to, the Ultimatum, but I watched the French version of it, and that was really good. And it, that was another one where it was. Um, these couples who were already in relationships coming to go through this experience. So I agree with Christina. It's a little bit more interesting, I think, when it's even numbers of men and women as opposed to just, you know, one and like a whole bunch of people trying to get with them. And now, I will say, mm-hmm. back in the day, I did watch every season of Flavor of Love and all the spinoffs. I watched uh, Charm School. I mm. watched other before. I watched uh, the show with Real and Chance. I watched. So I think I did my, my ratchet reality game back in the day. Play, play. Mm. <laughs> to this day, my mom still does not like that man. It is, it's just always on that. He had all those girls trying to kiss up on him like they really wanted him. And I'm just like, Mom, the show's been off the air for like how many years now? <laughs> they need you to move on. Right. Right, right. Like it, it's. Mm. I have a question for you now. Mm-hmm. Would you go on the Bachelor or any of these dating shows? If no, actually, you know, it's a better one. If you were to go on any of these Bachelor shows, which one would you go on? So, even with you know, with all the shows, because we we're gonna talk about put a ring on it a little bit. We're definitely going to talk about Love is Blind and Ray to Love and all that. But it's the same. It's it's almost the same concept. You have to go away for several weeks at a time. And uh, uh, um, I don't have it like that where all my bills can just be paid for weeks on end. And I could just be gone in paradise to well, let's say you could. okay let's say you could. if i could then oh man um i would definitely have to do i would definitely have to do the bachelor just because you want the harem i <laughs> definitely want to be able to pick between a bunch of women versus fighting off guys for one woman because that would just be that would just be too intense that's too much testosterone uh, that's too much testosterone i can't <laughs> like i can't even judge that because i look i would have 
been terribly on, I think, like a bachelor or like a flavor of love or something where you have to, and there's always something I think so demeaning in a way, mm-hmm. kind of like this, you know, show, why, show me you're here for me. Show me that you care about me. Dude, I just met you the other day. Like, I don't know. I'm still getting to know you like you're getting to know me. And then have to, oh, well, she's doing this to stand out. What are you going to do? I mean, how she stands out, what she decides to do is her business. Like, mm-hmm. you like this or you do not. You know, what are we here for? Mm-hmm. And then all the, like, the watching me kiss on somebody and then coming and kissing off. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. You can tell these are older women, by the way. You can you can really tell. I Nah, it's not like that. I'm just saying, like the fact that it's what Carmen said. Like she she wouldn't be comfortable with you know. That's the other thing. I was like, yo, uh, yeah. The the kissing on the ki- the 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 kissing of dudes on on this one chick. It's just like. No, but if it's The Bachelor and you got different chicks trying to kiss on you, that's way better. Anyway, <laughs> Christina, you were gonna say something. I, well, I, I don't, I don't recall. You, you just, you called us old, and, and I, I, I don't know. I think it's time to move on to the, to the next. <laughs> yeah, no, not what I meant, guys. Like, no, like, no. <laughs> but no seriously like that's that's a that's a mature way to like to to look at it because that half the time on these shows they don't care they don't care they don't care about who kissed who it's like yeah i'll kiss you really y'all know mono exists right just just saying just saying Let me stand out. Do let me just come see me. Come see me. And meanwhile, I would legit be in a library or in the corner reading a book somewhere. So it it, it just would not be the show for me. Now, a show where I think with some of these others, when you go in a group mm-hmm. and there's a top possibility of being matched with people and talking through, and that I think would be a little bit more my speed. Mm, right. Right. So. Just continuing down that 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 rabbit hole without going down an actual rabbit hole. Um, so they canceled they canceled F Boy Island. I know, I know, shocker, they did. It was for me. Who's never seen F Boy Island? What 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 was it about? Okay, F Boy Island. Um, <clears throat> I think y'all know what that term actually I think the audience yeah, knows yeah. what that term means so um it's basically it basically was a show hosted by Nikki Glazer they go off to this you know to Panama or one of these other islands and you got you know one two you got three women and like 30 dudes. So it's a little bit different. Three young women, 30-ish dudes. Half the guys are nice guys. The other half are F-boys. And the purpose of the show is to 
not just match these ladies up with dudes, but the ladies have to actually like sift through who came as an F boy or a nice guy as they get to know them. And there's eliminations and each girl gets to eliminate their crop of guys until you get down to the final, you know, the final three guys or two guys or whatever, or you could choose yourself and not, you know, end up with anybody. So it's like a dating show, but it's slightly modernized, you know, you know, with a twist and yeah, it ran for two seasons. Then they canceled it. And I was like, bro, it was a good show. Okay. Okay. That's fair. It was a good show, but they canceled it. And Something else that these networks just decided to do, these networks, put a ring on it is coming back for season four. But where Dr. Nicole? Dr. Nicole made the show. I mean, come on, guys. If y'all if y'all aren't hip, Dr. Nicole is not coming back for season four. The trailer is out. There's a different doctor therapist person guiding these couples through their relationship challenges dr nicole's not there and i was like yo she made the show i don't know how to feel about this so next week or by the time you all actually hear this it'll be it would have already started but march 17th is when those episodes come back so Okay, so I'm looking at this one was on. Oh, this was on oh, oh, the yes. Oprah Network. Mm-hmm. The Oprah oh, Network has all, almost everything. Almost. And, okay, so this is full. Okay, so three long-time couples. So she, I guess the premise is she coaches them through. Their struggles. Um, because they're on the brink of breaking up. And uh, it's like, I'm here to help you fix stuff with your current partner so you can determine whether to put a ring on her finger, propose and marry or move on and split. And the way they do it is by making you go on dates with other people. So you go on a date with another dude every week and the dude will go on a date with another woman every week. And that basically is the way they test your relationship. Interesting. It feels a little Mm-hmm. And then she brought these couples together who were, you know, on the, it's either, you know, we're going to marry, get married, or we're going to break up. Um, and they kind of swap the couples together so that you spend a few weeks living with this other person. And so does your partner. Mm-hmm. And then you come back together. Um, which which I think, it's funny because I, I can see the, the interesting part of this. Like, I can see how this would be interesting. I can also see how it has built in trauma. You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, I would go on dates with these people, but see your partner. But what are the rules for these dates? Mm-hmm. Like, what do, what do dates mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Have you seen this one, Christina? No. Actually, a friend of mine recently recommended it to me, and I tried to watch it. But I guess you have to, like, pay to have cable TV to watch it on own. And I don't have cable TV. I just... I stream, um, I have like, you know, the Hulu, the Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I wasn't able to access own without giving somebody some more money, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, I, uh, 
I fixed that for well, sort of. Um, I bought YouTube TV over a year ago, so I've been able to watch all the stuff I want to watch, and uh, it's a good one flat rate price per month, and you basically have cable at your fingertips. It's yeah, it's better than because I have I have I have Verizon for my uh my phone as my phone provider, and we all know Verizon has their internet, their files, cable, but that stuff is expensive. Well, the cable part is expensive. You have to have internet, but the the cable's expensive. And I was like, yeah, no, Verizon, I love y'all, but I'm not about to pay y'all to. No, I'm getting rid of y'all, and I'm just going to go with this one flat rate that's not anywhere close to what you're charging me. Literally, YouTube TV is like sub $100. Actually, no. sub YouTube TV is sub $70, if I'm being honest. Nice. Sub $70 a month, literally. I know, but don't, 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 don't say this too loud, and don't talk too much about it, because you know they're going to jack up the price if they hear you talking about it, right? YouTube tends not to jack up prices unless you add channels on. That I did discover. When you add channels on, your price will go up just a tad. So when football, se- yeah, when football season comes back, um, I'm going to be watching my stuff because I want to see my team. Y'all can see my team behind me. It's so funny living here in Commander's Territory. Wait, which, which team is that? I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Die hard Cowboys fan. Actually, you know, the funniest part is, so I used to live in Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. I lived uh, a little bit north of Baltimore. Oh, and dear Lord. They were until people deemed the name offensive and then they changed it. And I'm like, uh... Then it was it was it was Redskins. Then it was Washington Football Team, which it should have stayed. Then they were like, "Oh no, we're gonna call them the Commanders now." I'm like, "Who came up with that name?" So it's officially the Washington Commanders, and it's just like, "Bruh, y'all need to just stop because the okay. naming scheme is terrible." <laughs> well, I will say the Commanders is better than the Washington Football Team. I was like, "What?" Okay, so the Commanders—that's good to know. Um, it's only it's either that or the Dallas Cowboys, and I was just like. Happy all have been to Texas a day in your lives. How do you, whatever. So, yeah, that's always interesting. The only team I ever cared about is the Ravens because I was there when they won the Super Bowl and their color is purple. That's it. That's all I care about. And the only team I care about is the Patriots. Yeah, I was, bo- I was born into it. Uh, my dad's from Patriots territory. And uh, so I was born into it and the Cowboys were big when he was coming up. So there's the Cowboys and Patriots connection. Um, but yeah, we'll, we can, we can bring them back to talk about sports. Another podcast episode. Um, so we're almost done with the, with the reality TV dating section. There's only a few more shows left. I promise you guys, we're not going to talk about this the whole show. Um, so Ready to Love and Love is Blind. We're just going to combine those because, well, yeah. I've been watching Ready to Love since 
God, three years ago when my ex introduced me to it. And it's an amazing show. It's on the own network, Oprah, all that, Nephew Tommy. Um, whew, they just celebrated 100 episodes. And um, it's a good it's a good show. They basically go to from city to city and they gather a bunch of different singles and hook them up to see if they're ready to love, ready to be in committed relationships, basically. And um, some seasons just didn't need to happen because they were all bad. Miami yeah. is. I was able to actually catch a little bit of that. On, I don't know if it was on YouTube or on mm-hmm. whatever they were able to. Right. They, they actually stream the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to watch some of that for free. And I really appreciated that they had. Um, I, I, I know you, you said we were old, but okay, old it is. Because they had people on this show that <laughs> were older, beautiful black people. I'd be like, you know what? Yes, I will go on this show because so many of these dating shows are young, non black people. And yes. so to see, you know, all these beautiful older black people, I was like, yeah, that that is a show that I would enjoy being on. You know what? Yeah, I'm looking at it, and I think actually I have, you know, heard or know a little bit about because sometimes these names get muddled for me. Mm-hmm. But yes, I absolutely really do like this concept. Um, what you said, it kind of fits this demographic that I think is oftentimes ignored because they think that people want to see you know, young 20-somethings and young white no. 20-somethings and, like, bikinis everywhere. No. And, like, you know, some of us, you know, who are in our prime, you know, would like to maybe, you know, watch as something a little bit different. Um, so I, I, I will say, and I don't know, maybe this is a fair... How, how does Nephew Tommy work as a... Is he the host? He's the host. How does he work out? Because I'm a little bit, you know, he's... Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey made that dating book, so I'm a little. little he and Steve Harvey are on radio together every morning. Um, right. Tommy, nephew Tommy is great. He basically, the concept that he teaches about, are you kidding me? What do you mean upgrade yes. to Google? Oh, great. Hold on one second. So uh, we're running into a little snafu, guys. We're going to just cut to commercial break right now. And we'll fix this and come back in one second. This episode of Life Tips Podcast is sponsored by... your hostess with the mostest Tiva Goat from over at Powerfully Black and Excellent, the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk all across the nation, baby. Now look, if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got your back. If you're looking for a podcast that's going to light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner, we got your back. And if you're just looking to hear from some amazing black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful we got your back so come check us out on anchor fm and almost all streaming platforms 
using the name powerfully comma black and excellent without the e we drop new episodes every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so if you're not listening to us what are you doing Hey y'all, real quick, I need your help. So, um, listener support is now active for Life Tips Podcast. So, if you love this podcast, please, please, please give to support future episodes of the show. No amount is too great or too small. It would really mean a lot to me if you all would help support the podcast and get this show where it needs to be moving forward. So again, if you're really just into this show and you look forward to episodes every single week, drop something in the support channel, drop something in the support button you can click on. It really means a lot to me. And it'll go towards future episodes being produced. Alright, cool. Back to the show. Right, right. Like, it, it's... Mm-hmm. I have a question for you now. Mm-hmm. Would you go on The Bachelor? Or any of these dating shows. If no, actually no, that's the better one. If you were to go on any of these bachelor shows, which one would you go on? So even with you know with all the shows, because we, we're gonna talk about put a ring on it a little bit. We're definitely gonna talk about Love is Blind and Ray to Love and all that. But it's the same it's it's almost the same concept. You have to go away for several weeks at a time and uh, uh um i don't have it like that where all my bills can just be paid for w- weeks on end and i could just be gone on, in paradise to well, let's say you could. okay let's say you could. if i could then oh man um i would definitely have to do i would definitely have to do the bachelor just because you want the harem i (laughs) definitely want to be able to pick between a bunch of women versus fighting off guys for one woman because that would just be that would just be too intense that's too much testosterone Uh, that's too much testosterone i can't Oh, well, she's doing this to stand out. What are you going to do? 
I mean, how she stands out, what she decides to do is her business. Like, mm-hmm. you like this or you do not. You know, what are we here for? Mm-hmm. And all the, like, the watching me kiss on somebody and then coming and kissing off. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. You can tell these are older women, by the way. You can you can really tell. I, <laughs> I you wouldn't have to put it out there like that. He's making us sound like we're his grandma. Nah, it's not like that. I'm just saying, like, the fact that... It's what Carmen said, like, she she wouldn't be comfortable with, you know, that's the other thing. I was like, yo, uh, yeah, the the kissing on, the, 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 the kissing of dudes on, on this one chick, it's just like, no, but if it's The Bachelor and you've got different chicks trying to kiss on you, that's way better. Anyway, <laughs> Christina, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, not what I meant, guys. Like, no, like, no. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, that's that's a that's a mature way to like to to look at it because that half the time on these shows they don't care, they don't care. They don't care about who kissed who. It's like, yeah, I'll kiss you. Really, y'all know mono exists, right? Just, just, just saying. <clears throat> just saying. It's just I know my personality. You know, you have a bunch of people, a bunch, bunch of girls over here in the corner trying to, you know, uh, let me stand out. Do you want me to just come see me? Come see me. And meanwhile, I would legit be in a library or in the corner reading a book somewhere. So it 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 just would not be the show for me. Now a show where I think with some of these others, when you go in a group mm-hmm. and there's a possibility of being matched with people and talking through, and that I think would be a little bit more my speed. Mm, right, right. So, just continuing down that 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 rabbit hole without going down an actual rabbit hole. Um, so they canceled they canceled F Boy Island. I know, I know, shocker, they did. It was for me who's never seen F Boy Island. What 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 was it about? Okay. F Boy Island. Um <clears throat> I think y'all know what that term actually means. I think the audience yeah, knows yeah. what that term means. So um it's basically it basically was a show hosted by Nikki Glazer. They go off to this, you know, to Panama or one of these other islands. And you got, you know, one, two, you got three women and like 30 dudes. So it's a little bit different. Three young women, 30-ish dudes. Half the guys are nice guys. The other half are F-boys. And the purpose of the show is to not just match these ladies up with dudes, but the ladies have to actually like sift through who came as an F boy or a nice guy as they get to know them. And there's eliminations and each girl gets to eliminate their crop of guys until you get down to the final, you know, the final three guys. 
or two guys or whatever, or you could choose yourself and not, you know, end up with anybody. So it's like a dating show, but it's slightly modernized, you know, you know, with a twist and yeah, it ran for two seasons. Then they canceled it. And I was like, bro, it was a good show. It was a good show, but they canceled it. And something else that these networks just decided to do, these networks, put a ring on it is coming back for season four. But where Dr. Nicole? Dr. Nicole made the show. I mean, come on, guys. If y'all if y'all aren't hip, Dr. Nicole is not coming back for season four. The trailer's out. There's a different doctor, therapist person guiding these couples through their relationship challenges. Dr. Nicole's not there. And I was like, yo, she made the show. I don't know how to feel about this. So next week, or by the time you all actually hear this, it'll be, it would have already started. But March 17th is when those episodes come back. So Okay, so I'm looking at this one was on. Oh, this was on Oprah Network. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Oprah Network has almost everything. Almost. And, okay, so this is full. Okay, so it's three long-time couples. So she, I guess the premise is she coaches them through. Their struggles. Uh, because they're on the brink of breaking up. And uh, it's like, I'm here to help you fix stuff with your current partner so you can determine whether to put a ring on her finger, propose and marry or move on and split. And the way they do it is by making you go on dates with other people. So you go on a date with another dude every week and the dude will go on a date with another woman every week. And that basically is the way they test your relationship. Interesting. It feels a little bit like the ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And then she brought these couples together who were, you know, on the, it's either, you know, we don't marry, get married, or we don't break up. Um, and they kind of swap the couples together so that you spend a few weeks living with this other person. And so does your partner. Mm-hmm. And then you come back together. Um, which, which I think it's funny because I, I can see the, the interesting part of this. Like, I can see how this would be interesting. I can also see how it has built in drama. You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, I would go on dates with these people, but see your partner. But what are the rules for these dates? Mm-hmm. Like, what do dates mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Have you seen this one, Christina? No. Actually, a friend of mine recently recommended it to me, and I tried to watch it. But I guess you have to, like, pay to have cable TV to watch it on own. And I don't have cable TV. I just... I stream, um, I have like, you know, the Hulu, the Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I wasn't able to access own without giving somebody some more money, so I didn't get a chance to watch. Yeah, I, uh, I fixed that, pro- well, sort of. Um, I bought YouTube TV over a year ago, so I've been able to watch all the stuff I want to watch. And uh, it's a good one flat rate price per month. And you basically have 
cable at your fingertips. It's yeah, it's better than because I have I have I have Verizon for my uh my phone as my phone provider, and we all know Verizon has their internet, their files, cable, but that stuff is expensive. Well, the cable part is expensive. You have to have internet, but. <laughs> <laughs> the cable's expensive, and I was like, "Yeah, no, Verizon. I love y'all, but I'm not about to pay y'all to no. I'm getting rid of y'all, and I'm just gonna go with this one flat rate that's not anywhere close to what you're charging me. Literally, YouTube TV is like sub one hundred dollars. Actually, no, sub YouTube TV is sub seventy dollars. If I'm being honest, nice. sub seventy dollars a month, literally." YouTube tends not to jack up prices unless you add channels on. That I did discover. When you add channels on, your price will go up just a tad. So when football, se- yeah, when football season comes back, um, I'm gonna be watching my stuff because I want to see my team. Y'all can see my team behind me. It's so funny living here in Commander's territory. And Wait, which, which team is that? I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Die hard Cowboys fan. And this... Actually, you know, the funniest part is, so I used to live in Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. I lived uh, a little bit north of Baltimore. Oh, and dear Lord. <laughs> They were until people deemed the name offensive, and then they changed it. And I'm like, uh, then it was it was it was Redskins. Then it was Washington Football Team, which it should have stayed. Then they were like, oh no, we're gonna call them the Commanders now. I'm like, who came up with that name? So it's officially the Washington Commanders, and it's just like, bruh, y'all need to just stop because the naming scheme is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I was born. I was born into it. Uh, my dad's from Patriots territory, and uh, so I was born into it. And the Cowboys were big when he was coming up. So there's the Cowboys and Patriots connection. Um, but yeah, we, we can we can bring them back to talk about sports another podcast episode. Um, so we're almost done with the with the reality tv dating section there's only a few more shows left i promise you guys we're not gonna talk about this the whole show um so ready to love and love is blind we're just gonna combine those because well yeah i've been watching ready to love since god three years ago when my ex introduced me to it and it's an amazing show it's on the own network oprah all that nephew tommy um, whew, they just celebrated a hundred episodes and, um, it's a good, sh- it's a good show. 
they basically go to from city to city and they gather a bunch of different singles and hook them up to see if they're ready to love, ready to be in committed relationships basically and um some seasons just didn't need to happen because it was all bad. Miami yeah. is. I was able to actually catch a little bit of that on, I don't know if it was on YouTube or on mm-hmm. whatever they were able to. Right. They, they actually streamed the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to watch some of that for free. And I really appreciated that they had. Um, I, I, I know you, you said we were old, but okay, old it is. Because they had people on this show that <laughs> were older, beautiful black people. I'd be like, you know what? Yes, I will go on this show because so many of these dating shows are young, non-black people. And yes. so to see you know, all these beautiful, older black people, I was like, yeah, that, that is a show that I would enjoy being on. You know what? Yeah, I'm looking at it. And I think actually I have you know heard or know a little bit about this. Sometimes these names get mold. Mm-hmm. But yes, I absolutely really do like this concept. Um, what you said, it kind of fits this demographic that I think is oftentimes ignored because they think that people want to see, you know, young twenty somethings and white twenty somethings and like bikinis everywhere. No, and, like, you know, some of us, you know, who are in our prime, you know, would like to maybe you know watch as something a little bit different. Um, so I, I, I will say, and I don't know, maybe this is a fair. How how does nephew Tommy work as a is he the host? He's the host. How does he work out? Because I'm a little bit you know he's Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey made that dating book, so I'm a little. He, he and Steve Harvey are on radio together every morning. Um, right. Tommy nephew Tommy is great. He basically the concept that he teaches about. Are you kidding me? What do you mean upgrade yes. to Google? Oh great. Hold on one second. So uh, we're running into a little snafu, guys. We're going to just cut to commercial break right now, and we'll fix this and come back in one second. All right. Now that we're back from commercial break, I'm going to get Carmen and Chris back in here, and then we will continue on with our conversation. Right, we got Carmen back. We're just waiting for Chris, and then we'll get, keep the conversation going with this new link. And hopefully, by the time this link expires in another hour, we'll be done. <laughs> it won't take won't take much long to get through the the rest of this, and then the the serious bit since the commercial break is officially over. Yeah, I am. Um... I, I probably should have mentioned because I use this for my writing group. And uh, so after an hour, we had 10 more minutes, but you know, after an hour, it will move to just start a new one unless you buy an account. So, yeah, I like the fr- I like free stuff. I don't. At least Google will give you a whole hour. Um, Zoom free, I think, only gives you like 40 minutes, which feels like such a weird number. Yes. Very, very weird. They are not going to let me live down the fact that I unintentionally called them old. Did not call Look, them hey, old. Hey. <laughs> Look, hey, we, 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 we,
to bring it back to entertainment entertainment when we were growing entertainment when we were growing up is was so much better entertainment now is just like what am i watching especially for the little we'll get to the little kids later i promise i'll get to the little kids later but like i was with my cousin this morning and i legit started playing like 90s theme so like 90s shows theme songs i was yes. i was getting I was I was playing between the lions, Kim Possible, the whole nine yards from back in the day, and we were all just jamming out. And it's just like, yes, this is real television. What the kids are watching now. Mm, mm. I, I honestly realized that I like, was in the old category when I started listening to space music. Like what is this? Oh my goodness, what is this? These kids don't know good music. And I was just like, Carmen, you need to stop. No, it's, that's facts. If you can't tell, if you can't, if you can't tell me who Whitney Houston is, then you, you lost me. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, it's all right. I'm depressed now. No, no, I'm, <laughs> it's okay. I have, I have my. You think that's depressing? Try, try watching The Bodyguard and not crying. Which I actually did. I thought I was going to cry. I cry watching The Preacher's Wife every Christmas. But that's that's beside the point. <laughs> you know, I probably need to put that into another show. I watched it. I really liked it. But it's been years, so I don't really remember much. Uh, so I, I might need to give it a try because I might be speaking blasphemy and not even really. Christina, what do you think? Is this blasphemous or? No, not at all. I, I, I was never a fan. So no, I don't, I don't know her. <laughs> wow i was never a fan i don't know her i mean you're not re you're not recording yet are you recording on we're, we're we're still recording I, I pressed the record button like 15 minutes ago 
So. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've I've never been a fan. I mean, maybe there's a few songs that I like, but I mean, whatever. I don't. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But yes, to answer your question about nephew Tommy, that's nephew Tommy, and I'm glad you brought up Steve and his book, which was turned into a movie, and it was amazing. I didn't watch the second one yet, but I will. I will. I just, yeah, the first Think Like a Man was great. The book was good. And, but yeah, the movie was great. And the second one, uh, I'm going to watch the second one with my mom this week. So I, I watched it with my mom in theaters when it came out. It was fun. Like, I think if you liked the first movie, um, there are certain, it, like, it, like it, it's not vastly different. Mm, okay. You know? There was enough that was kind of in there that was fun. It was a good time. Mm. Okay. Okay. Great. So I promise y'all this is the last dating show and then we'll go into the, the fun stuff. Chris mentioned Love is Blind. We had to we have to talk about it because yeah. Um the first two seasons were bad. Cringeworthy, bad. Let's never repeat those again. Because some of those people, yeah. Some of those okay, people. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed all three seasons. Out of all the dating reality shows, I would love to go on that one the most. And I love the concept of just really getting to know someone through conversation without seeing what they look like and just falling in love with them as a person and not taking into consideration their looks. And I mean, obviously, I mean, the casting directors didn't cast any ugly people. So, I mean, none of the people were trolls. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that show would be a lot of fun and I enjoyed watching it. And I even liked, you know, recently I watched Perfect Match on Netflix and I got to see some of my favorite people from <laughs> Love is Fine and Circle. And so that was fun as well. But yeah, I like Love is Fine. <laughs> Perfect Match was... Perfect match was good, and then I went on the internet and I was like, "What? That they're not together? So who cheated on who?" And I was like, "Bruh, forget it." You were gonna say something, Carmen? Well, no. So you said that uh, there were people who were in Love Is Blind who then went on to Perfect Match. So like, are these kind of just like professional like reality games? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, I think they are. But but Netflix did this thing recently where they took people from. Um, Love is Blind, different seasons, Too Hot to Handle, different seasons, mm -hmm. um, Purple, different seasons, like different people from different seasons of all of their Netflix reality shows. Some of them dating shows, some of them not. Like they have people right. from the mole, people from the circle, people mm -hmm. from wherever, put them all together in a house yep. and had people match up. Interesting. Okay. And a lot of them had already known each other and they were already hooking up prior to the show. So there was that. And it was interesting because. On Perfect Match, there was a lot of that going on. It was perfectly acceptable. But then on um, Bachelor in Paradise, it was a lot of that situation. People would get mad, like, oh, you were already in a relationship with them, and you already knew them, and then you came here on this show. But on uh, Perfect Match, a lot of people already knew each other and were in relationships and went on the show. And, you know, just a lot of drama, craziness. <laughs> mm. oh. See, that's the thing, I think, sometimes why it keeps 
speak on getting into some of these shows because they feel, they start feeling kind of, you know, I'm not scripted necessarily, but kind of like, these are professional realities to people. Mm-hmm. There was this dating show I really used to like that I saw one season, loved it. The third season came out and I couldn't watch it, but I cannot remember what it's called, but it had this mother-son dating coach team. And the first season, or the second season, the one that I saw, it felt so good and authentic. And then the second one, it just felt like they got the actresses and the models, and we called them Miami. And it just felt so produced that I just couldn't, and it lost the authenticity. So, like, with the show when they put out the uh, perfect match, whatever, or the reality show, did it feel authentic, or did it feel... Mm-mm. I mean, it, it did kind of, like, feel authentic to me especially some of the people the way they were behaving was just so like no way was this scripted like they were just like a lot of them behaved like their feelings were really hurt which was kind of odd to me like dude you just met this person like why are you over somebody you just met like but i don't know like it did seem real like some of it like did seem kind of odd to me but it seemed real. Yeah, um, I tried to find I tried to find it, Carmen, and then Google Google sent me to MILF Manor and I'm like, no. Oh, the same thing. Nope. Saying, nope. Nope. And no, because the no, I'm sorry. It says and I and I'll let Chris finish her point, but it says a group of single mums. Okay, that's that's UK terminology. If you if you see if you see, if y'all see mums, M-U-M-S, that's UK terminology for y'all. Anyway, meet younger men only to find out in the first episode those men are their son. <clears throat> Y'all, no. So, yes, I'm, I'm okay, dead to. Just, just to be clear, this is not the show I was talking about. Yes, it's know. not. It's not. Google was like, oh, MILF Manor? No. 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 not even going to get into Game of Thrones. There's too many episodes. Couldn't couldn't do it. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. It was too many episodes. It's too many seasons, too many episodes. I'd be dead. Nope. I'd be dead by the time I finished it. Now we're going to get to the fun part before we finish off the this segment and go to the serious stuff, honestly. But, like, we're not going to talk about Marvel that much because clearly we all love DC. Um, you know, I'm not married to either of them. I'll throw that right in there. True, true. But I just found out last night, I literally was awake last night at, like, 12 o'clock in the morning reading up on stuff, and I found out that the Marvels got delayed. I was like, what? The Marvels got delayed. And I'm like, bruh, you guys suck. <laughs> if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, the Marvels is the new movie coming out in November. It's supposed to be Captain America 2, but they added the gir- the new girl, and then they added uh, Monica Rambo, and now it's... Oh. Yeah. It, if you go on, if you Google the Marvels and look at the poster, um, yeah, it was supposed to be Captain America. I'm sorry, it was supposed to be Captain Marvel 2, but it's not. And then there were articles, you'll see them, Carmen, but 
there are articles about why Captain the the Marvels was delayed. They're saying that Cap they're saying that Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel, was a nightmare to work with on set, and she and the other lady were clashing, and that's part of why it got delayed. And of course, VFX reshoots. Everyone's been hating on Marvel's visual effects lately. Um, <clears throat> She-Hulk, which She-Hulk was fine. I liked it, but the rest of the world didn't because they thought the visual effects and the CGI was horribly done. So that is a reason why Marvel's delayed the movie until November. It's supposed to come out in July, but anyway. Okay, now searching for it, I, I see the poster, mm-hmm. and okay, I know what movie you're talking about. I have heard many great things about the television series Miss Marvel. I haven't watched it yet, and I still need to see She-Hulk, but I did see WandaVision, and I did like that. And WandaVision was my intro to um, Monica Rambeau. I remembered I her. I remember. I instantly knew who she was. I watched it. I remembered her. I remembered her from the first Captain Marvel, and I'm like, "Hmm, this is going to be interesting." When you eventually run back into her all these years later and find out that, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> well, we're. No, seriously, like, because in the first Captain Marvel, she was a kid, and her mom was alive, and apparently, for the way the story go, apparently the way the story goes is that, uh, right before the snap, her mom died of cancer, and then Thanos snapped his finger, and half the world dusted, and she went with it, and Captain Marvel was out in space somewhere. According to the, the way that they presented it. <laughs> okay. Now I will admit, like I'm bad when it comes to Marvel because it's not my, you know, I'm like not really a superhero genre person. Uh, so when I watch, I literally only watch if I'm with somebody who cares about it, or if there's something independent that I wanted to see, like Black Panther. I saw Black Panther in theaters. It was necessary to see that. Yes. Times. It was necessary. I saw Black Panther 2 in theaters. I cried. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the number of times that I like, every time they put Chala on the screen, like, I was tearing up. I have gripes about that movie, but I'm not trying, because y'all want to talk DC, I'm going to let y'all talk DC, but I do have some gripes um, about that one, but it's fine. Um, so that's what I've seen, and then I've seen some of, like, the adventure um, Yeah, the fa- phase one that. through four. Yeah, yeah. Some of those. phase one through four. Yeah, it's yeah, all on. I don't di- know, like the big story movements and stuff. And the comic books, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all there. You can find it on YouTube. But yes, we. Right. I told you we weren't going to spend too much time on Marvel. I told y'all because we love DC. Well, we love the DC characters. And the com- I love the characters in the comics. I'm not happy with DC though because <clears throat> they brought James Gunn on board and destroyed everything, and I was like, bro. So, and the, and the Flash is ending now, and it's just like, oh my gosh, y'all are taking my my childhood away. Is that one of the ones that you watched, Christina? The Flash. I know you have a couple on your list, and I we watched Arrow. I think. Yeah, so Arrow, I, I watched yes. um, every single episode. Yes. And Legends of Tomorrow, I watched every single episode multiple times. I rewatched. I flip flopped with that. Please tell me you watched. Su- Please tell me you watched Supergirl. Um, a little bit, but uh. Arrow and Legends. 
Legends of Tomorrow were my favorite. It's Supergirl, Flash. What was what was her name? Batwoman, Batgirl. Batwoman was terrible. That the, the Batwoman was terrible. <laughs> but aside from that, I loved watch. I watched the Flash for, since day one, and Supergirl was great because well, Melissa Benoist. <laughs> um, but no, aside from that, their movies were great too. But they missed. They brought James Gunn on board. He just he fired everybody. We don't have Henry Cavill as Superman anymore. Ben Affleck isn't Batman anymore. Jason Momoa is out as Aquaman now. And well, in in the new Flash movie, isn't it going to be Ben? Wait, what? Yeah. So they brought basically. If y'all don't know, if y'all listeners don't know. They brought James Gunn over from Marvel, and he basically shook up DC. There was a bunch of stuff that was supposed to come out. It all got canned, and they reset the. They basically are resetting the universe. So Henry Cavill is not Superman anymore. Ben Affleck is not Batman anymore. Gal Gadot is not Wonder Woman anymore. They're all trying to get new actors and actresses to play these characters. Ezra Miller. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, troubled Ezra Miller <laughs> is the Flash for now until they replace him because he did so many crazy things. But um, everybody wants Grant Gustin from the Flash TV show to replace him as the Flash in the movies, and I would be totally fine with that. But yes, the Flash movie is coming out, and they're bringing back Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman and all the other stuff. There's a new Supergirl, Sasha Cowley's playing, and but it's still a reset of the universe, and DC's basically going through a whole redo now. And it's just like, guys, you've messed DC up. Congratulations. Well, we'll, we'll see how they do with it. It, it. it might turn out good, because there's been times where they casted people in movies, and when I heard who was casted, I was like, this is going to be ridiculous. But then it turned out to be good. So I'm going to be hopeful that whatever casting choices they make are cool. And I'm excited to see Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton in the new Flash movie. But Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton, I think, will be cool. Yeah, no one's excited to see Ezra Miller because, wow, (laughs) all the crazy stuff he did. But, yes, DC, I love DC like crazy. I'm a big Wonder Woman fan, big Batman fan, and I grew up with the TV shows. So I'm always on HBO Max watching the animated series of Batman and Superman and some of their movies, their DC animated movies collection. Some of them are good. Some of them are not good. They just released Legion of Superheroes, and I'm trying to convince myself to watch it. But they're all, like, Apple's just like, yeah, it costs $5 to rent. I'm like, no. I will be patient and wait for a free version or find a bootleg version online. But, <laughs> no. Uh. I'll watch it just for the Supergirl story and just for the seeing how they did Legion of Superheroes. Just don't okay. mess it up. That's all I ask. Yeah, speaking of animated, I so I don't really watch any of the ones that you watch, but I did discover last year the Harley Quinn animated series. It's um, oh, it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. <laughs> I think that the first couple of seasons were really great. Um, I think the third one is where I kind of started to lose interest. But I don't know. I really do like Harley Quinn as a character. I liked um, her, uh, the one, the Birds of Prey movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Theater to watch that. 
Oh yeah. Um, I liked. I didn't see Suicide Squad, but I saw The Suicide Squad. Um, so those I oh, DC properties I'm pretty interested in, and I saw. I did see the first Aquaman. So kind of sad that just Momoa, you know. My mother will be even more disappointed. Oh, well, if anybody wants to see Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa will be in F10. Yes. Okay. Fast 10. He is the main villain in Fast 10. And I'm hyped because that's going to be a really good, really good movie. So what I'm planning to do is whenever there's a sequel that's coming out or a, a, a saga of movies like that, I'll try to go back and watch the last movie that came before. But in this case, I'll probably just watch Fast 7, 8, 9, and then watch Fast 10. Because Fast 7 is my favorite one. Paul Walker. Come on now. <laughs> Seven's not my favorite. Um, but I do plan to watch all of them. I've watched all of them countless number of times. But yeah, before I watch 10, I will go back and watch every single one of them again. I can't do that. That's uh, too many movies. I'll just watch nine and seven. Oh, but yeah. I, I think I think one might be my favorite. I also mm-hmm. I I do love five, but I hate it because for most of it, Michelle Rodriguez isn't there until like the very end, last credit mm-hmm. scene where mm-hmm. like Ava Mendez comes and and shows the rock that like Michelle's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, but I I think one and five. Really good. I mean, they're all amazing. I'm so excited for ten. Mm, yeah, I, I have an emotional connection to seven because of Paul Walker. Just yeah, that. That was boy. That and then the "See You Again" song from, that Wiz Khalifa made with yeah, that everyone was playing the whole year because yeah. <laughs> um, what? Well, la- actually. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Wasn't there like a triple F series or something like that? Or? Yeah, Vin Diesel had his uh, triple X series. That he was did. Completely different. That was completely okay. different. But didn't they like come out around the same time? Yeah, I think they I did. Think some, of, some of them did. Yeah, they and did. I had a lot of guy friends in college, and so I don't remember if they watched both of them. If there was one, they liked one the other. I don't. I get these things mixed up. So it's that okay. is the extent of it. I did see Hobbs and Shaw. Good spinoff. I, I, I didn't want to watch that. I mean, because I love Dom and Letty and, and Roman and Tej and Ramsey and Nia. And if like they could all, all just, right, if they could all just get along, because the fact that The Rock left after Fast 7 just blew me. I was like, bruh, y'all can't get along for one movie. That's just, anyway. <laughs> well, I, I mean, everybody else gets along just fine mm-hmm. like you see Finn and Michelle and Tyrese and Ludacris and all of them seem to be real good best buddy pals so I don't know why Rock didn't want to be buddy pals with them because of his beef with Vin Diesel mostly <laughs> well I mean I don't understand because it seems like they're all family and I, I don't know why you know you would want to leave the family I don't know this is giving me uh, Kim Cattrall on Sex in the City vibes. <laughs> Can't believe they made three Sex in the Cities, and it's all available. They might make a fourth. Yeah, they, they could have kept most of those movies, honestly, but you know, that's another rabbit hole. That's another rabbit hole. 
Speaking of movies, there is one more we have to touch before we get into the serious stuff, and then we'll be done. <clears throat> I grew up on Disney. Y'all know that, but they don't know that. They're just now finding this out. Grew up on Disney. Love Disney like crazy. So when Disney, when Disney Plus came out, I was hyped. Because I'm like, yay, I get to watch the entire catalog, and I watched most of the catalog. <laughs> And then Disney was like, oh, so by the way, we're going to start redoing some of our classic movies and then put them out in theaters and then put them on Disney+. Plus." I'm like, oh, okay. So I saw most of their live action stuff, starting with Cinderella. I did not watch Dumbo because I heard it was terrible. But other than that, I saw most of their live action stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. Now Little Mermaid's coming out, and I'm like, please don't ruin it, please don't ruin it, please don't ruin it, please don't ruin it. It's my favorite Disney movie, please don't ruin it. And then Halle Bailey came out as Ariel, or they released it, they released the teaser trailer, and she sang, and I was like, yep, this is going to be great. That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear is her singing part of, part of your world, and then the shots of her under the water. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's all I needed to see. It's going to be a good movie. So uh, I'm going to be there opening night, dead serious, at midnight, with popcorn, watching Little Mermaid. Yeah, in, in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I am another Disney kid. I absolutely love Disney. My sister and I grew up watching all of the animated films. Little Mermaid, I know it's not always as popular to say these days, but whatever, I freaking love Ariel. I used to sing her songs, The Part of Your World and whatever, and then I would use my dad's recliner like it was my rock. And so when she would come out of the water and I would push myself out and act like the water was going everywhere. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so I've seen a few of the live action movies. Um, Cinderella was cute. Um, Beauty and the Beast was fun. I think they always bring something different to it. Um, but for the most part, I like. I, there's something I prefer about the animation. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I love the animation. But I will be watching to support Howard because I think that she'll do a good job. So for me, I no, I've never really been much of a Disney fan or much of an animated cartoon fan. That's not really my thing. But I do have a few animated movies and a few Disney movies that I like. And my all-time favorite Disney movie animated is Aladdin. My favorite Disney yes. princess is Jasmine. And the live-action Aladdin movie I thought was amazing. I, I loved it. I, I love Naomi Scott as Jasmine. I love that song that she sang, Speechless. Um, so yeah, Aladdin, live action, animated, all of it. I loved The Little Mermaid. I did like the animated one, not as much as Aladdin. It wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. And the live action one, um, um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably see it, but I'm not like, ooh, I'm so excited, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably see it. You know, Christina, we've been over this before, but it's times like this where I seriously watch our friendship. We <laughs> 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 animated movies. <laughs> but I will say, if you're only going to have like one favorite princess, ja- like Jasmine is a top tier choice. I absolutely yeah. adore her. Yeah, all the ladies, all the late. Ugh, it was three headlines when the, when that movie came out. It was it was hot Jafar. I'm like, really, guys? Seriously? Then it was um. Then it was Aladdin. Then it was Aladdin. Everyone's talking about Mina Masood is so attractive. I'm like, really? 
Really? Y'all really thirsting over Aladdin? Then you go thirst over how hot Jafar is. And, Did they think the genie was hot too? Um, Will Smith's genie was. He did a good job. He did a good job. Robin Wilson would have been proud of him if he were alive right now. Um, it wasn't as bad as people thought it, as people made it out to be, because the memes were everywhere. And then when the movie came out, everybody was like, "Oh, oh not bad, cool." <laughs> it was good, and it was good that he really made that role his own, and he didn't just try to copy what Robin did, but he tried to do something different. I haven't seen it yet, um, but like when people were kind of complaining about Will, I was like, Will Smith usually always does a good job. You know, I could try, like, this is a role that I feel could be fun. Um, and as far as it was funny, you talk about people thirsting over Aladdin. Let's not act like animated Aladdin wasn't fun, too. Uh huh. Yep. He was a cutie. Okay. <clears throat> so, for you, what are your top three Disney princesses? Oh man, um, it's got to be Cinderella, Jasmine, and Ariel. Cinderella, Jasmine, and Ariel. Okay. okay. Cinderella, because of the message, um, the message of Cinderella was just amazing. Um, we've all been there where we've been mistreated, um, and you know want to find love and everything in ja in Aladdin in Aladdin's case <sighs> the big lesson there was obviously be yourself don't lie don't lie about who you are to impress somebody but then in the live action one I like how they gave Jasmine her own arc they didn't give her an arc in the animated one they gave her an arc in the live action one and it was really good um Little Mermaid, Ariel's my favorite Disney princess. Jody Benson, that's probably why I fell in love with Ariel as a kid. I was just like, oh my God, that voice. And then Eric was just, anyway. <laughs> um, Ariel is a fool. I ain't giving up my voice for no matter. Oh, oh, oh. She's like 16. Like She's like, I'm 16 years old father. And I'm just like, She's rebellious teenager. She's the youngest. She's got to learn. She learned. And honestly, people crap on Eric as a prince. I like Eric. I don't like... He's not offensive. You know what nope. I mean? He's, he's nope. this girl who takes care of her. I think Eric's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I just... I think, oh, good. I just want them to do it justice because... I noticed that, and this is the last thing I promise, guys, and then we'll move on to the life tips portion because this is Life Tips Podcast. We got to give y'all advice and tips on stuff. Let me go look this up real quick. I want to make sure I get this right because some of them, some of them were accurate. Where's the list? Remake. Remakes. Great. All 19 of them. There's there's 19 of them. Not bad. I didn't know there was 19 of them, but there are. So, I'm big on accuracy. Y'all don't know that, but I'm telling the audience now, I'm big on accuracy. So, when Disney decided to do live-action remakes, the first thing I said to myself was, okay, Will this be 
somewhat accurate to the animated movie. The Jungle Book was kind of, sort of, accurate. The The 2016 one, kind of, sort of, accurate. Cinderella was definitely not accurate. Mulan was trash. Yes, I said it. Mulan was trash. It was terrible. And, and it's sad because I love the animated version, and Mulan is honestly my, one of my favorite Disney princesses. Yes, I agree. The live action, the live action was trash because they didn't have Mushu and there was no singing and ugh. Um, Christopher Robin was great, loved it. Beauty and the Beast, if not for the gayness of, ugh, you could have left the gay part out. Um, Lady and the Tramp, uh, ugh, let's not talk about that. Aladdin was fantastic. Maleficent one was good. Maleficent two was going too far. We didn't need a second Maleficent. The Lion King was perfect. Spot on accurate. The Lion King was perfect. I know people hate on Beyonce for being in The Lion King. I don't care. The Lion King was accurate. That was a beat for beat remake. I think that's, I, I will say, like, I understand what you mean about wanting to have accuracy or whatever, but I think that they, there's something, I want them to preserve this feel of the original animated version. Mm-hmm. Same time, I think they do have to have something different. And if I have to go hand him, for example, I have a nephew who's five right now, so I'm always trying to get him to stop watching things like Paw Patrol and watch some <laughs> right. old classics. Mm-hmm. And I will introduce him to the Lion King animated movie all day, any day, because I think that with the animation is so great, it's a wonderful story. When I look at the live action, the CGI, I mean, it's not really live action. Right. Um, Close enough. You know, it's it's so lifeless to me. So I just I never really get into it. And then if it's beat by beat, what what are you bringing to it that's new and that's different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's fresh? So. And that's the question I have about Little Mermaid in in just a few months when it comes out. It's like, is it gonna be just like the original, or are y'all gonna add some stuff? Because that's why I said don't mess it up. Because if you if you add whatever you add has to make enough sense to keep in line with the theme of the movie because I, I yeah. agree with that. Like I want to have like I want to go and be able to enjoy it for what it was, mm-hmm. but also kind of, you know, have that nostalgia and, and remember what I loved about the original. So right. it's, a, it's a hard order, you know, every order that they have. Um, right. But we'll see how it does. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm all for Disney's diversification. I know, I know, I know, I know how it feels. White people, you, you don't like it, but they had to do yeah. it. I don't, I don't, I don't care if we have a black Ariel with Yara Shahidi playing Belle. I'm sorry, playing Tinkerbell, and it's great. Like. Give us more black people playing these classic characters. It's great. Also, black people who stay human the whole, or you know, humanoid the whole time. Right. And also, the one thing like Princess and the Frog, I always hate that like Tiana is not in my like top favorites, or the Princess and the Frog is not in my it, top. Too favorite. much. Vo- it had too much voodoo for me. I, I, it was too much voodoo. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I love that part. Doctor Facilier, he oh, did the biggest thing on that. Right. But my thing was like her whole message was it was just about working. And you know, hard work and you know, fingers to the bone. And I think that's an important message. But it's Disney. I 
want to see some princess magic. I want to see, you know what I mean? I want to see all of that stuff. Um, and I didn't quite get that with Tiana. And I think mm -hmm. it was kind of a missed opportunity. But I loved, I will say that whenever I watch that movie, I always remember it, enjoy it more than I remember. Understandable. Yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> Animated movies, great. <laughs> no, it's okay. We actually got to the part. No, I, I, I do like a few of them. Like, I, I do like Aladdin, uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Princess mm -hmm. of the Frog, Mulan. Those are some of the ones that I like. Um, and, and, you know, as far as, like, making the, the characters different races and mm -hmm. colors and whatnot, I think it's fine as long as that's not part of the story and the culture. Like if the culture mm -hmm. is part of the story, like for example, like with Mulan and Jasmine, like I feel like the culture is like part of the story. Mm -hmm. so it was kind mm -hmm. of weird of to like, it's like switch up the race. But if, if, if the, the culture isn't a part of it at all, then it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with that because yes, if you're gonna, if, it's, if the culture is part of the story, yes, it would be very weird yeah. to, you know, like even if they were to make a black girl Mulan, I would be like, I mean, I guess, like, mm -hmm. why? Yeah, I would understand people being upset about that. Yeah, but if the culture is like completely made up, they're in some made up fairy tale world, then it's like, okay, they can look however they look, it doesn't matter. Um, but if it's like a real life culture that this person's supposed to be a part of and you're just switching it up for reasons unknown, then that's kind of weird. <laughs> yes. Right, right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Now we've come to the the serious part because yeah, we had to give this to you. I wrote this statement down in my notes. It says, though entertainment is amazing, there are things we should <clears throat> and shouldn't be watching highlighting 1 Corinthians 10, 23, which says all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. So to start this off, um, and you all can flip-flop. It doesn't really matter who starts this off, but talk to the parents real quick. What, because you, you mentioned your nephew. What life tips or advice would you both give to a parent or parents who are trying to, you know, monitor what their child or children consume in entertainment, media, or media in general today? Because today is not what we were watching. We were watching different things. Now it's way more, it's, it's different, but it's, just not the same. Like, come on, guys. Blue's Clues with the new guy is not Blue's Clues with Steve. I know it's a bad, I'm terrible example, but yeah. There's, there's just, uh, yeah. Okay, so talk I, mean, to I, can, I can jump in yeah, sure. and talk about this. So, you know, I, like the Bible verse that you mentioned I'm familiar with that basically says that you know, basically you can do whatever you want, but, you know, there's certain things that, you know, would be 
better for you to do. Like just because you can do it doesn't mean you necessarily should do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of along the lines of what that verse is talking about. And I mean, I agree that as adults or, you know, even as children, a lot of times you can watch whatever you want. Doesn't mean you should, especially for children. Um, but for me and the way I have my children watch things is I do pretty much let them watch whatever they want. And I've pretty much always been like that. And some parents may, you know, prefer to, to restrict what their children are watching more. Um, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't, I don't know, but I, I let them watch whatever. And I think that that enables us to have conversations about so many things that are important topics. Like for example, if we're watching all these episodes of Law & Order SVU, we're able to have these conversations about, you know, safety and about how, you know, when you, uh, you know, go off to college, you need to be aware of your surroundings and watch your drink because look what happened. This guy just put something in this girl's drink and then dragged her off into the kidnapper van or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, don't talk to strangers because look, in this episode, this this man asked a little girl to, to help him look for his puppy and then he snatched her up and put her in the kidnapper van. So, I mean, a, mm-hmm. a show like Mom or SVU, as an example, maybe something, some people might be like, no, that's not appropriate for children. Personally, I, I find with my children watching it, I think it's a good thing in a lot of ways to not shelter your children against certain things because then they're aware and they can be more safe and protected because they know about certain things that are happening in the world that they want to stay safe from. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I watch, I let my children watch what they want. I watch whatever with them and it opens up good um, like topics and discussions for them to know about stuff. Yeah. I I think I really agree with that because I I think that the thing that I think the most when I hear that, that person, when I think about this topic is, discernment mm-hmm. i think that sometimes parents can be so quick like my for example my dad back in the day mm-hmm. he used to not let me want to let me watch rated r so they said rated r like, mm-hmm. like every now and then again he would relent like i remember he let me watch uh the line between love and hate mm-hmm. when i was like in junior high but if i wanted to go to movies with my friends it was rated r and it's like you shouldn't be watching that mm-hmm. it was elizabeth mm-hmm. like this is only going to get so you know out of out of, out of whack um, mm-hmm. but they also really didn't monitor what I was reading. And I was a voracious reader and I was reading like everything under the sun. Mm. Um, I think that you have to, you know, take into account, you know, your children. I also think that as parents, you should be aware of what mm-hmm. they are watching, you know, not necessarily in a censorship way, but I, I do think that it is reasonable for if you do watch something or they're watching something that you feel is, you know, outside of what they should be watching. I think that's when you have to leave, leave with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my nephew is five, so most of what he wants to watch is, uh, you know, Loose Clues and, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, Paw Patrol. But it was funny when my sister was rewatching Game of Thrones, here comes this little boy, I hustling. He loved all the jousted matches. <laughs> you know? um, I... I will say also, too, that I do push back a little bit when you say that the things that they're watching these days are not what we watch. Because you talked earlier about 90s like TV shows and 90s theme songs. If you remember, especially the 90s, like Nickelodeon in the 90s, oh, yes. that was the wild, wild west. I mean, Lennon Stimpy. Beavis and Butthead. 
Divas and Butthead, which I think they brought back or like started playing mm-hmm. on Cartoon Network at night. Yep. We yep. were watching all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And parents had no freaking clue. No clue. So I, I, I think keep an eye on your kids um, and then have conversations with them. And I think that that would go further than just blanket shutting, shutting things down. Right. Right, right. Because yeah, a lot of times these kids, their parents restrict them from watching anything and knowing about anything. Mm-hmm. And then they go out into the world. They're so sheltered. They don't know what to do. They're scared of everything and everybody. And then they can end up in bad situations and not even understand what's happening. So I, I think media can really be a helpful tool to educate kids on, on things that are happening in the world. Right. I mean, I remember, do you remember that show, 13 Reasons Why, for now? Yep. Yeah. Like, I never watched it, but it was such this kind of, you know, they told a little over, you know, teenage and suicide, and, you know, parents should, you know, you let your kids watch it, and some schools were like, no, parents, don't let your teenagers watch this. Mm-hmm. You know what? It, just be informed. Sit down, watch it with them, discuss it with them, whatever the case may be, look into it. I think that it, it, it really just comes down to, you know, discernment. That's it. Because the truth of the matter is, even if these kids aren't watching it, they're hearing their peers talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that goes, that, that transitions perfectly into the next level up. Because, I mean, I probably will never have this experience again. I, I, cur- I work with, I work in elementary schools. Uh, the public elementary school system but I've been to middle school I've seen it and it's different but it's it begs the question what advice or life tips would you give to a teenager because it's different when you're a little kid that's one thing but once you get to the teenage level the teenage years y'all are out there just navigating stuff on your own and consuming stuff on your own because we had one year of everyone was homeschooled. Once 2021 hit, they were like, oh, we're going to open the schools back up. And they all have been back in school since 2021, pretty much. So when you're at school as a young teenager in middle school, high school, you're navigating entertainment and media just from your peers because that's who you're around all the time. So I totally wanted to move up the ladder and just see what you would say to a young teenager listening to this about the entertainment world. Mm. You know, I will say what is more, what is different than when I was a teenager is that I feel like there's so much more media at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas, you know, we were growing up, it was mostly we had cable you may have had a premium channel um, and shows came on weekly at a set time. Either, you know, you saw it or you didn't and you had to hope for a few months down the road they would, you know, play a rerun. Um, but you didn't have streaming. You didn't just have everything. There wasn't so much media. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I would just tell people, you know, when it comes to media and things like that, you know, look at things, different things that you're interested in. Don't feel like you have to watch what everybody else is watching. I would also say um, to, you know, for them to kind of use their own discernment about what it is that they're watching. 
And I would also say, and, and don't get overwhelmed, I would also say, go outside, turn off the TV, shut down the computer, go touch some grass every once in a while. You know, um, it, it will be there. So I think those are the big, oh, and remember, this is fiction. Everything you see is not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and half of those teenagers are played by like 30 year olds anyhow. Turn it off, go outside and touch some grass. Yeah, I, I agree with, with what you were saying. And, you know, yeah, I think it's important for teenagers to, yeah, to really realize that it is fiction. And like I said earlier, some of it can be some real life lessons learned, but some of it is pure fiction. And, you know, for both the guys and the girls, but I feel the girls especially, when you see these ladies on TV, they have a whole expensive team of like hair people and makeup people and wardrobe people. And so looking at that, like don't feel like you don't measure up to the people on TV because um, you don't have all these people helping you out every day. So, you know, just kind of have a, a, a realistic idea that, um, yeah, a lot of what you're seeing, it either isn't real or it, it, it has a lot of help to look the way that it does. Um, and then also another difference between the media now and the media when we were kids is now there's a lot of participation. Like there's a lot of social media and, and you feel like you have to be involved in all this. Um, but yeah, like just try not to let that run your life and try to be involved in other things besides media and social media. But, um, you know, yeah, like you said, Carmen, like, like go, go out in the, in the grass and go play with your friends and, and don't just have a screen in front of your face all the time, but like live life, real life, not just with the screen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, might as well just tell the adults that. That was the last life tip question. Cause it was like, huh, what about the adults? Like we, we, we can, now we can, we can watch whatever we want to, but should we? <laughs> Just saying, yeah. there's got to be, there's some adults listening. So I'm like, yep, yeah, we got something for you too. We got some, some, some advice for y'all. So take, take it away. Now, what I will say is when we talk about the conversation of, you know, should we watch things, my level of, you know, kind of discernment or cutting things off isn't necessarily like about, you know, what's appropriate. Like I'm mm-hmm. an adult, I will watch whatever I want to. Um, for me, I will cut things off if there are things about the production that make me uncomfortable. Um, for example, um, knowing you know maybe mis- people mistreatment behind the scenes, things like that can make me uncomfortable. Um, directors or writers or actors who have been involved in you know kind of unforgivable shenanigans will make me not support a production. So for me, those are where the should we be watching and also if i watch something and it just makes me feel uncomfortable um i'm out like i don't watch a lot of horror one because i'm a chicken but you know that kind of affects my spirit so i'm good with it on that yeah and I, I think that's great advice everything you said for um children teenagers adults if it makes you uncomfortable don't don't watch it and, and, you know, if it's offensive, if they're saying and doing things that are offensive and are just not good things that you want in your spirit, just real negative things, it's, it's probably best not to watch. And also, if you're not enjoying it, 
you know, I've definitely watched some shows because everybody was watching it or, you know, my sister was pushing me. And then I was like, it got like five episodes in. It was like, I don't like this. Why am I watching this? Yeah. Like, don't waste your time. You only have so much time in the world. Like, don't waste it on something that you're not enjoying. Right. Read some books. Oh, also, watch stuff that is not Marvel. No shade to Marvel. Just, you know, expand your horizons. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just watch what you like. And that's it. It doesn't matter if the critics or, or whoever says it's horrible. If you like it, watch it, enjoy it. That's it. I, although I will say, and this is a conversation for another day, one thing that I do wish that adults and people watching would do is develop a little bit of media literacy sometimes in the way like that we do evaluate things. But that's a whole other, other conversation. And I have probably been on the House of Dragon forums way too long. And, um, you bring this up. And support black people, support brown people. Like, you know, if your yes. people are, are creating something and putting it out there, show them some love, so show them some support. Don't be super critical and, oh, well, it should have been like this. And why didn't they do that? No, those are your people. Just show the love and show the support to your own people. And indie productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So now that we are through the entire podcast episode, yay, thank you for staying with us, guys, for two hours. This was amazing. But we're not done yet because Conversating with Carmen and Christina is a podcast. Let me actually go on my Apple TV to uh, the podcast app. And, ooh, hang on a second. What did I just see? To my sisters. Ooh, this is a pod. This is a new podcast I just discovered. Um, this can't do with us. You were just talking about us. Right, exactly. Uh, I was like, hold on a second. Apple TV, Apple TV is like that. It uh it shows you different things. But anyway, where is their show? It is right here. Oh my gosh, all the way down here. Wow. Um <laughs> Apple podcast Apple podcast just like it pretty much splits stuff up so none of my show none of the shows I listen to are at or actually in chronological order so oh it's on Spotify yeah here it is I opened opened up Spotify because it's in Spotify there we go I keep forgetting that I have Spotify and Apple because yeah so um Two women with very different tastes in movies and TV, and they released Kaleidoscope. That was the name of the episode that came out on March 2nd. And um, so, yeah, talk to us about the show. Um, I know y'all mentioned two podcasts, this one and the other one. So, like, give us the history behind the podcast. I know you all uh, met in your class and kind of uh, connected with each other, but just like, mention the history behind the podcast and which one you which one came first and how you got into conversating with Carmen and Chris um and um yeah like tell us about it well um this was Chief's came first uh we both wanted to discuss something and we found and because we have very different tastes I kept being like do you watch Game of Thrones? Do you watch Bridgerton? Do you watch this? And she was like, no. Do you watch Arrow? Do you watch Legends of Tomorrow? And I was like, no. 
and we settled on Grey's Anatomy. So that was a show that we both enjoy, we both like to discuss. And uh, after kind of, you know, I think we did the show for about the first two seasons, and we had discussed kind of wanting to branch out and discuss other forms of media or like other shows and movies because there were so many great things coming out, especially black projects coming out. So we ended up creating the conversating with Carmen and Chris. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, you're, you're kind of young. So you know where that lyric came from, the conversate? Help the audience okay. out. In a few, we're going to do what we came to do. Ain't that right? Yes, I know where it's from, but help the audience out. I know what's right. That's the uh, Biggie song. What's it? Oh, now I'm going to embarrass myself. What is it called? They're figuring it out. Yeah, anyhow, that's the song. It was from Biggie Small. They could do a, a, a rabbit hole and figure that out. Figure that one out. But that's where that, that, that came from. And so the first one. Big Papa. Big Papa. They call me Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air. Right. Isn't that like annoying? Like when I can rap the entire song, I'm like, what's the title? Uh, right. He knows what his title was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyhow, and then we came up with that one. And I think our first one of the first uh, episodes we recorded was that Black Western, um, The Harder They Fall. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So. The, uh, so the, so you're you're actively working on both of the shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like we sometimes take breaks. Like for example, um, a lot of what goes into Sister Chiefs is we're we're talking and discussing from the beginning of the show. Now mm-hmm. season nineteen now, so you okay. know, we've gone back from the beginning. So right now we're we're talking about shows that are currently airing, and as we want to talk about new stuff that comes out, so we kind of flip back and forth. Right? Um, according, you know, depending on what is out, what's relevant, what we want to discuss. Mm. Wow. Um, that's nice. So can you give us a sneak peek, maybe, into the next episode of Conversating when it comes out? <laughs> um... Okay, well, if, if Kaleidoscope is the last one we released, I think the next one might be one of the AITA episodes. Yes. So, yeah, actually, you know what? I can look inside you right now. Let's see here. Podcast. Comment and press. Plus, yes. Okay. It's the a- a- AITA. If you guys don't know that, if you guys are familiar with Reddit, you know the subreddit. Um, mm-hmm. Am I the a-hole? People post things, and so we were like, you know what? We found so many of these. Let's read them. Let's judge. Let's let's give our opinion. Mm-hmm. And this is the wedding themed one. People acting a fool at weddings. We're gonna talk about it. Mm. You know, because it's it's fun to talk about you know what, what characters do in movies and TV, mm-hmm. um, but it's also fun to discuss what people do in real life. Right. Um, craziness. And so we've got a couple of those, and then I think we're discussing um, the you people in a couple of weeks. <sighs> I'm halfway through the movie, and it's hilarious. I cried. It's just, yo. <laughs> really? You liked it? it? I'm halfway through. It's funny. It's literally like I, I need tissue to keep from, because to wipe the tears, because it's too funny. And like, uh... <laughs> Well, then 
when we post our episode, be sure to tell us because we, I think we might have different opinions. So y'all just be sure to tell us. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that movie was hilarious. I will definitely give you my thoughts when the episode gets posted. So, um, before we get your before we get your social handles and all the handles for the show and everything. I want to finish off with this. So one of your episodes was the media year in review back in January. And I felt like it was only fitting to kind of talk about a media, like media months in review since we're like semi mid March right about now and it's like okay we're about we're going to be in april in a few more weeks so it's like the media year 2023 has already started and it's just bananas so what do y'all think about what's happened in media so far and then the double question is what are you looking forward to for the rest of not just for the rest of the year, but like with spring coming, because yeah, it's 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 about to get real in the media world. Want to go ahead? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, y'all already know what I'm looking forward to this spring is Fast Ten. I, I don't know or care about anything else coming out. Fast Ten is what I'm excited for. Um, so far this year, I have watched the whole season two of Ginny and Georgia. Loved it. I'm looking forward to season two of Bel Air. I think it already came out possibly, but I haven't gotten around to watching yet. Um, Season two of Harlem as well. That just came out. All those episodes have been released. I'm looking forward to watching that as well. Um, Yeah, and I think those are the shows that I either already watched and enjoyed or am looking forward to watching and enjoying, as well as continuing my Law & Order SVU, Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, 911, and uh, Days of Our Lives, I watch, you know, every day, Monday through Friday, I tune in um, and, and catch my new episode of that show. So, <laughs> so those are some of the things I'm, I'm watching and looking forward to watching. Okay, yeah, as for me, so I had a kind of a frenzied uh, uh, month of watching. Um, so as part of, I'm a member of this film independence, and so I did one of the episodic labs. Mm-hmm. And so one of the cool things is we get screeners for their, uh, their spirit reports. So I watched uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I watched Tar, Women Talking. I watched, um, what else did I watch? Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm. So I've watched just, you know, several films. I ended up watching The Winning Thing, which was really enjoyable, separately just with my family. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of really kind of good, strong films lately. And with award season over, I'm kind of looking to just kind of take a step back, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, catch up on some of the things that I, you know, have been done. But I still need to watch Bel Air. Uh, I need to catch up with Call the Midwife, who's one of my favorites. Mm, um, mm. I yeah, got all of the TV shows that I signed for Bridgerton's coming out. Not to mention they're supposed to be doing a spin-off with the Queen, you know, yep. younger. Mm-hmm. Or like the Queen or Lady Danbury both. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I that Creed is coming out, and I haven't actually watched Creed. Oh, and um, the new the prequel to The Hunger Games is coming out, Ooh. which I need to read that book. And current conversations that I'm having on TikTok has made me want to reread the whole series. Mm. Actually, that's another thing I want. I want to read some more books. And kind of, I, I get so focused with TV and, and, and shows. Um, I want to read some more books, and I want to take some time to revisit some of my favorite shows and just kind of look at them analytically to mm. work on my writing. So maybe less less watching and more also more reproducing things. Wow. All right. Well that's it. Literally, that's it. We're done. No more podcasting. It's, this episode is long enough. But before before we sign off, where can everybody follow y'all on socials, your Twitters, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, the show, the shows plural. So yeah. All right, well, you guys can find our Twitter accounts for the show. Um, you can find for Grey's Anatomy at Sister Chiefs, that's S-I-S-T-A-H-C-H-I-E-F-S. Mm-hmm. And for Thomas and Carmen and Christina, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Carmen and Chris, that's C-A-R-M-E-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S. And both of these you can find through Spotify. Um, you can find me personally at Carmen Bree, that's C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-I-E, on Twitter. And where can they find you, Christina? And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Miss Christina 617 That's M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-617. Awesome! Thank you, ladies. Had a great time. Loved it. Thank you for having us. Wait, wait, social media. Wait, wait, social media. Don't go, don't go. Gotta give you our social media. you want to follow Life Tips Podcast on the internet, there are several ways you can do this. The first is on Facebook. The second is on Twitter. And the third is on Instagram. So on all three of these platforms, search at Life Tips Podcast. If you'd like to follow me, Follow me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker and at Spoken Life Tips. And on Facebook at Spoken Life Tips. So that is basically where you can find the show on social media and where you can find me on social media. Twitter at auth underscore gen underscore person that's at a-u-t-h underscore g-e-n underscore person and that's about it so uh those are the social media accounts that you can follow the show on and follow me on and so i look forward to connecting with you on the internet and uh 
Yeah. 